Hey everybody, this is Jason with Cornerstone Dog Training and CornerstonePuppy.com and this is the fourth training game challenge, the fourth of four podcasts. So if you're looking to work and play and engage with your dog, then go back and listen to the other three. Today we're going to talk about touchpad training. All right, so you ever like watch movies and sometimes wonder about dogs and animals and be like, how in the world did they get so well trained just to be able to do that? You know, they, they just need to go stand on the right spot and they know exactly where to stand and they got nobody around them. How does that dog know when to stop uh, or where to look or things like that? Well, touchpad is the beginning of so many amazing things with your dog. What is a touchpad? A touchpad is basically... Uh, it's just basically a spot, you know, a little raised spot that's about a foot in diameter and maybe a foot and a half. And a dog is supposed to just put their two front paws on that spot. That's the challenge. That's really all a touch pad is, is this is a certain spot where they put their two front paws, both paws at the same time. And then you can go from there and you can build, but that's really all it is, is a touch pad. And you're like, oh, that shouldn't be too hard, right? Get a dog to put their two front paws on a certain spot and keep it there that's it that's the challenge and it's so good and so mentally rewarding for your dog to try and work through this it's just awesome so if you want to be able to play this game and it's a great there's, there's so many different ways that this can go but as a beginning piece you get your dog to put their paws on that touchpad what do you use for a touchpad um, they have specific ones like you can buy name brand ones but basically I just go and I get in the pots and pans and I get a metal raised pan, a frying pan of some sort or a saucepan, and I, I don't want it too high, you know, a couple inches off the ground, and I stick that on the carpet where it won't slide or make too much noise, and then I take dogs' food when they're super motivated for food, and my goal is to get them to put those two front paws on. So take that food and put it in front of their mouth and kind of lure and guide them where you want them to go. You have you the touchpad, and then your dog. And so as you're guiding them, you're kind of bringing them forward. And of course, your dog, you'll notice, will probably, even though they're trying to get the food, will try and step around the touchpad. And you're going to just keep trying to bring them around, and they're mouthing, licking your hand, making it all gross and slimy, and they're trying to get that food, but don't let go of it until they barely touch the touchpad. Maybe it's one paw, maybe they just stick a paw on it. If you're lucky, they put both on at the same time. And the second, the moment that happens, say yes, and then release the food, right? You want to mark that behavior and then release the food. I like to use the word yes. You could use a clicker and click, or you can just, you know, say yes and release the food. You want to say it in a way that it's exciting, but that it doesn't distract or scare them from what they were just doing because we don't want them to lose that thought in their mind. They touch that metal thing, put a paw or both paws right on top of it, and you say yes. And it's really key to go slowly here. It's really, really important that you don't try and bite off more than you can chew, that you take this in baby steps. So it really might be just your dog, one paw touches or grazes the top of it, and you mark that behavior. And then they start figuring out, okay, well, if I just kind of tap this with my paw, and you reward it, and they tap it, and you reward it, and they, whatever it may be, but then after a while, when they get good at that one thing, then stop rewarding them for the tap and let them push a little further, and then maybe they'll place their paw on it and keep it there, and then you say yes and give them the food, and then they're like, oh, I just hold my paw here. 
Yes, give them the food. And they get really good at that. And then after that, you're going to wait and not reward anymore for what they were doing before. So they're like, oh, this, this worked before. It's not working anymore. Uh, and maybe they lean into it more and they stick their other paw on it. And then you're like, yes, and you give them food. And yes, and you give them food. And they get excited again. They're like, oh, this is what they want. So they start to use their brain to figure it out. Both paws on there at the same time. And then after you get to that point, you start getting your dog to have some duration with the command. So they stick both paws on there and you're going to wait a second and then say yes and give the food. And then you're going to wait a second and say yes. And you're going to do that several times. This is going to take a long time. It's definitely a practice in patience. And then maybe you wait two seconds and then four seconds as you build into this process. And then you can also add a release word and say, okay. And they hop off and they get a reward for getting off of the touchpad. So all of those things start to make it more of a solid command. Again, the goal is just to get them to put two paws on there. You've won the game. Then you can add some depth, which is adding some duration, adding some distractions or distance, but mainly duration in this one. And then you can start to add some breadth by doing some other things with it. Okay, This is so good to get your dog to stay good and sharp and to figure things out. Uh, it's really good training technique. A lot of times with when you're working with animals, you think, okay, when they do that thing, I will reward it and they will do it again. And that's it. But a lot of us think that you, we have to wait for the jackpot, like right when they do exactly what I want. When in reality, a lot of times we have to think of the steps in between that are going to get us to what we want. And we have to break it down to the smallest possible step, get that, solidify it, get them really good at it, and then stop rewarding that behavior until your dog's like, well, a little frustrated, what do I do now? And they try something else and they go a little further and you're like, yep, that's what I want. And they're like, oh, and it just takes them to the next level. But it's a different way to think than maybe what we're thinking about. This one's not just good for our dogs. This is good for us as well. It helps you work on your patience because this is not always an easy one. It was funny when we filmed videos for cornerstonepuppy.com uh, for our program, our dog training, puppy training program on cornerstonepuppy.com. We show this in video and the dog that did it totally like aced it in like the first 10 minutes, which is so not normal, which is perfect for filming, but it it's not normal. This can take a long, long time. It can be tough. It can be frustrating, but come with a dog that's ready and excited to eat and it will help out a ton. If they're not food motivated, it's a little more difficult, but this is a great game for them, for you. It helps you work on your timing helps you kind of be aware of what's going on and where their paws are. Um, helps you get really good at marking that behavior. It's really important that the marker comes the instant the behavior happens. It's not that big of a deal that the reward comes the instant the behavior happens. Just the marker. The marker needs to come the, the moment the behavior happens. So you got your pad, you get your touch pad. And, it, you know, like I say, a frying pan or something like that, they get both paws on and you get them so they can stay until released and they're going to start out facing you. So now to take it to another level, if you want to this week, take this to another level as they're facing you and doing this and you're handing them food and, and uh, releasing them from that. Then the next thing you're going to do is start to try and get them to turn their body around while keeping their paws on that touchpad. 
to do that, you're going to take the food and you're going to raise it up a little bit so they're kind of looking up and then take that food off to the right around their head in a half circle slowly so their neck comes with it and their head comes with it. They keep looking and bring it back toward the back of their head. And as soon as they move a back foot, as soon as you see a back foot move in your direction, say yes, mark it, and let go of the food. And see if you can get them to come and come into a hill position from using the touchpad. This is huge for dogs to get back-end awareness. A lot of dogs don't have back-end awareness. Their brain and everything's kind of up front. Where their head and their eyes go, that's where they are. And they don't realize what's going on on the, the, the back end of their body. And so to help them to understand how to move their back legs separately from the rest of their body is really awesome and really good for them to do something different and kind of discover themselves. You can work with different objects that they put their front paws on. You can go up a little higher and get a higher level, you know, get a, a saucepan or go up six inches or something like that. You can make the object a little more difficult to stand on, like um, exercise balls or the half exercise balls are a really good place to start so that they just have to focus on keeping those paws there. You can get really crazy and get them doing it uh, with more than their front paws. They can have front paws on one thing and their back paws on another. And it's just, it, it's marking and touching something. I've, there's people that do this with their dogs and they, they teach their dogs to put their, their bum on the backside of a tree. So they just go up a tree a little bit, their backsides of that tree. And uh, there's all sorts of different things this can go into. You can go smaller, bouncier. Um, you're going to use that food, just let them lick it. You're going to get really dirty and your hands are going to get really stinky, but it will be so engaging and so good for you and your dog to just enjoy the touchpad. Again, this is one where you've got to be really patient and you've got to take little steps and don't be afraid to break this into several days. What I just told you in 10 minutes can definitely happen in 10 days. As trainers, another one of the things that are, that's really, really hard for trainers, especially me as a trainer, is I see things going well and I want to keep sending it. I want it to keep going well and, and see how far I can push it. But you definitely want to end on a good note. So end on one where they're really, really getting it. And if you feel like you stretch it too far, then be really patient and work, work, work with them until they really get it and then end the game so that they can come back the next time, remember what they did before and take it to another level. So have fun with this one. Have a good time, learn and grow and work together as a team and have a blast playing with your dog. Some of the best times come as we build this relationship with them and have the blessing of them in our lives. So go and work on a touchpad. Grab that touchpad, go for it. You've got this.